For UT Tyler Radio, I'm Mike Landis. The 88th session of the Texas legislature has crossed the 30 days to go mark, and there are a number of deadlines that will have to be met for legislation to move forward. We've invited UT Tyler political science professor Dr. Mark Owens to help us sort out what's happening and what's still to happen. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. This is an exciting time. Let's get right into that tug of war going on between Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and House Speaker Dan Phelan, giving Texans property tax relief. Now, that seems to be a pretty straightforward thing. What's the hang up? Yeah. A couple of the opportunities here is to think of um, where what we'll see packaged in this idea. I think the Lieutenant Governor wants to see a really big increase in what the homestead exemptions will be. Uh, that's a push. And the other time here, we think that's going to have a long-term impact right to the future. And so this is a big question. Do you want short-term effects, I think, versus long-term impact of this this bill and, and where they're going to find agreement? Because I think this is one where it's a governor's priority. We have a massive surplus. Um, it really is just now dotting the I's and finding out what people can agree to. I think the other was, I think in this case, the state house looked for a way to help businesses with their property taxes too. So it's not just, you know, when we think of property tax, this can be owned by us as, as sort of private individuals and in our homesteads, but also the the companies that are here. And so I think that's where some of this ticking point is being is, you know, one group who's going to be best for business. Um, and that obviously has a huge impact of what the local incomes will be for their areas. The Senate has passed most of the lieutenant governor's stated priorities while the House isn't moving along quite as fast. Patrick has threatened to seek a special session to make sure his agenda is addressed. Do you think it's going to happen? I think in this case, there's only part of these big agenda items are going to move through. We have this week serves as the last week for the House bills to be considered um, for the first time and then move over to the next chamber. At that point, they have essentially two weeks to come to an agreement of the House and Senate sides. So we really are almost coming into the uh, the last hour of the legislature. And we see opportunities here where in the past, the state Senate or the state House hold back one of those bills so that they can actually use that as a leveraging chip to get 30 more days for a special session afterwards. Ah, so that we could probably look for one of those. So. The school voucher issues uh, or choice issue still isn't totally worked out. Texas educators seem to be resigned that some version will pass and become law, but they're still raising concerns about stagnant funding for schools specifically. Uh, with inflation stuck at 2014 funding levels, you understand their problem. I mean, they've got 17% inflation and they, their bills are going up as well as trying to hire people and keep people. Right. I think this is the one to remember that this idea of potentially having school choice and an opportunity might change some of your school enrollment, but it's not. Public schools are still going to be very large. They're still looking through a post-COVID period of losing you know, teacher resignations at the same time, not being able to fill the teachers. It's a lot of turnover that they have to work through at, at the same time that we're talking about increasing or adding to the capacity of what the facilities are for educating those students. And I think this is why you see a lot of the ISDs across the state reminding people that it's their time to get a large portion of this surplus. And that's the $32.7 billion surplus we're talking about. Yes. That could be expended right now to things like the buildings and other things. That's a lot of ways to do this. But the big thing here was to remember that surplus is probably going to continue every year after Texas is growing. That also means we have a lot more students to, to serve, to take care of, to be able to, yeah. to unfold into the systems. Now, um, 
House Bill 2127 is an interesting one, and it seems to be moving right along. That's one that would severely limit the powers of cities and counties in self-governing. Are you surprised that that's moved along as well as it has? I would think city and counties would be fighting this tooth and nail. Yeah. We have seen this maybe through the last you know, seven years come th- or more in Texas. There's a thought here about San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, and Austin. They have the ability of having such large local budgets to do things on their own without the state. And the state sometimes wants to make sure that they have some control over this. So we've seen states try to put more groups here. Decades ago, this was called through sanctuary cities, right? More recently, this is about um, other details of providing services. More recently, we can think of this goes back four years ago on the question of how they look at local law enforcement and the state tried to regulate that as well. So they want more power over this in the state. But I'm wondering if there'll be any success this time around. Uh, Is there anything to indicate that it's a good talker, but it may not move anywhere. Right. I think this is something, again, continue to talk about. But I think across the the state, we have a principle of limited government. I think the municipal associations will continue to lobby against this. A target has been painted on programs for diversity, equity, and inclusion, also known as DEI, all across the country. Uh, big items in this legislative session as well. The author of a bill here in Texas says DEI is about ideology and it favors race over merit while supporters say that it fosters inclusion and provides equal access to all. This is a hot topic in education in Texas and across everywhere. Is it going to move anywhere here in Texas, do you think, or is this a talker too? Early on, seemed more like a talker than the fact of something that Texas would do. Um, raise a profile, right? In particular, see if the coordinating board would do something, right? In particular, see if the university systems would do something. I mean, Texas Tech has taken a change on this. Texas A&M as well. We're seeing sort of, in this case, institutions regulate themselves. But the state of Florida just passed a law like this. And I think we've seen back and forth, even two years ago, some opportunities here of when things move in other state legislatures, Texas also may not not, not follow. They're considering it right now too, but it's going to be harder on this case. I think the probability of passing might be a little bit higher even though it's not certain. This is more of a of a national conservative agenda. I think that's true, yes. There's Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's promise to ban tenure in higher education in Texas. And this is spawned from a spat that he had with some University of Texas at Austin professors who he felt uh, were putting themselves above the law. Do you think that's going to move along? I mean, there are 5,000 teachers currently on tenure track mm-hmm. in the state system. You know, I think this is one that typically does bring you can be brought up as a talker for decades and it's not likely I think to move forward. One of the questions that we continue to see here is it's a almost a conflict with the governor's big agenda to increase, right? The number of top research universities in Texas, attract the best talent. Attracting talent comes with some of the norms at which exist in academia, which is tenure. I mean, this is a, a certain opportunity. That's part of the rank you earn in order to get a promotion. And I think when you wonder about that, this will be a question here. If Oklahoma has done something like this, Oklahoma might not be attracting as the kind of talent and academic research that's propelling part of the Texas economy. Um, and, and there's a lot of exciting things happening in Texas politics. Our guest has been UT Tyler political science professor, Dr. Mark Owens. To hear this interview again or to share it, go to kvut.org. I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio, 93.7.